Hello and welcome to This End Day Life, episode 36. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. Of course, before I get started with today's show, I want to thank my sponsors, BU Period Patches. BU Period Patches uses science and nature to create these incredible patches that help reduce your pain. The way it works is through using eucalyptus and menthol oils um, that are scientifically proven to act as muscle relaxants and anti-inflammatory and have anti-inflammatory properties. Together, they're reducing the inflammation in the area, which reduces the pain and also reduces the cramping, which also reduces the pain. It's not just science that's saying that this works, people are saying it works as well. The endometriosis community is really loving BU period patches. And I just think it's remarkable that they are, you know, so simple. They just stick on like a plaster. They're not messy. You can carry them around in your bag. They're not heavy. They go underneath your clothes really easily. You just put them on and you forget about them. Um, They're really comfortable to wear whilst you're asleep. Yeah, they're just really easy and such a simple concept. And yet they're so effective. So, yeah, I love them. And they are an essential part of my period kind of go-to period toolkit. If you want to try them as well, they're $6.99 for a pack of five or $4.99 if you opt for a subscription. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and start soothing period cramps a natural way. This show is also supported by Honor. You might remember Eleanor was on the show just a few weeks back talking about her experience of vaginismus and painful sex and how she went through a very long process to heal that pain and went on to start Honor, which is a pleasure and sensuality brand helping us to explore eroticism and self-care through body connection. Honor creates these beautiful gemstone pleasure toys and um, massage tools. Um, I've got the curve and I've talked to you about a little bit about that. I thought you might be interested in the point. The point is um, the main purpose of this massage toy um, is to release trigger points and deep tissue tension throughout the body. So you don't just have to um, use it on the tension within your yoni. It could be like tension in your back. So it's about releasing muscle tension and opening the body up through relaxing. Um, so weekly deep tissue massage, whether you're going to do that alone or with a partner, is a really beautiful self-care practice and will help you to connect back with your body and connect back with pleasure, but also release the stress and the pain and the tension that's going on in your body. You might remember my interview with Heba uh, Shahid from The Pelvic Expert, and she was talking about how many of us have really tight pelvic floors due to the muscle tension um, from the pain. So using something like the point or um, the curve is going to really help us to relax the body um not just the you know the vagina but the whole body to make sex a more pleasurable experience overall if we're tense in our body throughout our body and in our mind that's also going to affect how we um experience pain that's scientifically proven if we're feeling uncomfortable if we're feeling unsafe our brain will respond to pain in a much more heightened way than if we're relaxed you know these tools aren't just about self-pleasure like alone but actually de-armoring our body taking some of those walls down allowing ourselves to like soften and open up again and begin to reconnect with that side of ourselves so if you're interested in trying um one of these toys or massage tools you can get 10% off 10% off 
with the discount code ENDO, E-N-D-O, capitals, all caps, um, and the they ship worldwide and offer discreet um, and beautiful packaging. Let me know if you try them and how you get on. So before I get started with this episode, I just want to do a little disclaimer and say, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I have done a lot of research from reputable sources and I've made sure that I have found several sources. I am training to be a women's health coach. In a year's time, I'm going to be able to talk about this from a place of expertise. Um, But at the moment, this is kind of from my own experience and the research that I've done so far. So do talk to a nutritionist if you can. And please don't take what I am talking about as medical advice. I'm just sharing with you what I've learned. So today I want to talk about why I went sugar-free. And what I mean by that is, you know, cutting out refined sugar completely and um, moving to unrefined and significantly reducing that level. I want to talk about why I did it first. The first and most obvious answer is it's probably the worst um, trigger for my pain. I could eat gluten and have some increase in symptoms. I could even get away with drinking several decaf coffees and have an increase in symptoms, but not like a significant increase in symptoms, but not to the level sugar brings. If I have a lot of sugar, I'm probably going to feel inflamed the next day. Um, if it's not my period, if I'm on or near my period and I have sugar, I'm going to know about it. Definitely don't react like I did in the past as extreme, but I think that's because the sources of the sugar that I have and the amount of sugar I'm having is different, which I'll get to um, shortly. Sugar is um, encourages inflammation in already inflamed areas. So it's an inflammatory food. Endometriosis is an f- inflammatory condition. So the way that inflammation works in our bodies is it's a healing tool. So when we've got a wound, our body will inflame that area to protect it and heal it. But what happens with chronic inflammation is that it causes, with endometriosis, we've constantly got this wound. I'm going to call it a wound. You know, these patches that aren't supposed to be there. So the body's trying to heal it with continuous inflammation. That essentially heightens pain. Too much inflammation causes pain and causes other problems within our body. But the right level of inflammation is healthy and helps our body heal. Sugar also blocks the production of um, anti-inflammatory, I don't know what you would call them, compounds, chemicals within our body. They're called prostaglandins. I'm not 100% sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but sugar can inhibit the production of those. Therefore, you're kind of even more increasing your pain level and your inflammatory levels. Increasing your sugar content can increase your fat content, right? So sugar unconverted if sugar if it's not used up will turn into fat cells fat cells hold on hold on to and secrete estrogen so the more fat that we've got in our bodies the more likely that we're going to have higher levels of estrogen this isn't about fat shaming or judgment i promise it's just about having awareness that fat cells on scientific level that fat cells hold more estrogen that's another and 
endometriosis thrives off estrogen. So the more estrogen we have in our body, uh, potentially the worse endometriosis may be. Having high levels of sugar also affects our blood sugar and um, blood sugar imbalances actually causes our hormones to go into havoc. So that can cause imbalances that can affect endometriosis and our, you know, our general health. Sugar has been linked to worsening the symptoms of anxiety. So I personally find that whenever I have sugar over a prolonged period of time, or even actually if I'm already anxious, I begin to feel more anxious. And then I begin to feel more depressed. Add coffee into it and it's like, oh God, it's a recipe for disaster. I really significantly notice a difference in my anxiety and my mental health if I've had sugar over a couple of days. So say if I have sugar Friday night, Saturday during the day, Sunday, by Monday I'm feeling super, super anxious. If I was already anxious and then I had sugar, then I would feel it straight away. So it's not that sugar causes anxiety, but it worsens the symptoms. So the increased heart rate kind of makes you more alert. So it's making you feel more anxious, like physically feel more anxious. And they have found links between sugar consumption and chronic disease. So again, I'm not a scientist, but this is a research that I've done and from talking to experts on the podcast and reading books by experts and doing my course, these are all kind of issues that I'm aware of when it comes to sugar and the effects it may have on endometriosis. I cut it out and I think the, the first reason that why I cut it out would be to do with the information. I really felt that make a difference very quickly. When I did bring sugar back into my diet, I felt a difference. That, that was the first reason. And then as time went on and I understood more about sugar, that, that kind of like supported my um, understanding of it. If you want to learn more about sugar um, without, you know, diving into books and stuff, Fed Up and that sugar film or that sugar movie, I think they're both on Netflix, are really great um, documentaries on sugar. So yeah have a watch of those and obviously like they're dramatic so I don't know like it's not going to be on the same level as reading like a study but there are plenty of studies out there on the effects of sugar um, on our bodies chronic disease inflammation so do some research maybe talk to a nutritionist etc so when it comes to managing my sugar levels uh, well not managing my sugar levels my intake of sugar what I did in the beginning was completely cut out refined sugar. You know, refined sugar, refined foods and sugar are worse for us. Um, and I just kind of wanted to swap to natural sources of sugar. Sugar is sugar, admittedly. Um, hence why I keep my sugar levels as low as I can. But at the same time, like if I do choose to have sugar, I just want it to be more of a natural, unprocessed option. I, yeah, I, re I reduce my daily sugar consumption and really I try to keep any sugar consumption to treats at the weekend and as treats, not like as an integral part of my diet. I generally make everything myself, like pasta sauces and curry sauces and stuff. So I don't add any sugar. I don't add any sugar to my tea or coffees. That was a major one, actually. I used to add so much sugar to my coffee in Cape Town. And then when I learned that I had to reduce my sugar, oh God, I cut it out. And that was intense, but um, massive, made a massive difference. Um, especially when you're drinking like three or four coffees a day. 
Yeah, so treats at the weekend and those treats I've usually, in the beginning I made them myself. So I monitored how much sugar went in them. Now over time there are more healthier options. So if you go to somewhere like Whole Foods, Plant Organic, you can find beautiful treats made with unrefined sugar and some of them low, some of them high, but you know you don't have to eat the whole thing. Or you can share share something with someone. But for example, like if I want chocolate, I used to make it, but quite honestly, I just I can't be bothered now. So I buy raw Halo. I love it, and it's generally lower in sugar than your normal chocolate bar. So um, they're they've got these really cute little bars that I really love. They're really satisfying, and they have like four grams of sugar in it. So even if I just had two squares, you know, they're super low, but the, if I had the whole bar, that's still only four grams of sugar and I can do that and feel fine. Yeah, so I keep to treats. I make my own foods and um, sauces and stuff. But what I do is if I do buy anything, I check the ingredients. If it's high in sugar, I'm not going to buy it or I go for a low sugar option, um, unrefined sugar option. I just keep an eye on things. Like sugar creeps up in things like pasta sauces, curry sauces, pre-made meals. Keep an eye on those kind of things because you won't realise how much sugar you're actually adding to your diet. I also eat low sugar fruits generally and most definitely towards my period. So if I have a mango or a banana towards my period, then it's probably going to cause me some pain. But I could have that in ovulation and be fine. But I'm not going to eat it loads. I'm not going to be eating like mango and banana every day personally. I'm not telling you not to eat fruit. I just have to like monitor my sugar levels because I'm very sensitive to it. But fruit is great. It can affect your blood sugar levels. So if you're interested in that, then there's like kind of ways to eat fruit. And I suggest reading Woman Code if you want to understand that a bit more. But I'm not going to kind of go into the science of it because I'm not qualified yet. So I just don't feel comfortable doing that. But um, I personally... Um, if I want to eat higher sugar fruits, I'm going to keep that in my follicular phase and my ovulation phase. And then premenstrual and menstrual, I have low sugar fruits. And the closer I get to my period, the less fruit I have. And I definitely don't have fruit on the first day of my period because that's all the second day, really, because that's going to probably cause me some kind of pain. If I do have sugar, like fruit, I'm going to have that with protein. So I generally have my fruit in the morning with my breakfast and I might have some fruit in my smoothie. I eat a lot of vegetables um, and I have I might have fruit in my smoothies in the afternoon. A smoothie, it's not really a smoothie, it's a protein shake. So my breakfast has protein in it and fibre and my shake has protein in it. So this just helps like um, stabilize the way that sugar is released into your system. It slows it down. So I'm kind of keeping my blood sugar levels balanced at that time. And that in turn helps to keep my hormones in check and balanced. So that's kind of talking about how I manage my blood sugar when I'm eating fruit. So if you again, like I said, if you want to know more about that, then I would say read Woman Code. This episode was sponsored by BU Period Patches, the 100% natural period patches that stick onto your abdomen um, or back like a plaster 
and deliver menthol and eucalyptus oil to your muscles and reduces your cramps and your pain. You know if you listen to this podcast that lots of people with endometriosis are experiencing a hell of a lot of relief from using these. So I thought I'd share you um, another quote, another testimonial. I can't tell you how fantastic it is to find something like this when you have a chronic condition like endo and you just want 5% of your normal life back. Something like this can have a huge difference. I have a long flight coming up in a few days time and I'm so glad I found these in time. Thank you again. So that's a really good point. Like traveling with BU period patches, it's just so much easier. I think I told you guys that I was on my way to Cardiff. I think it was about a three hour trip um, in total because I lived in Margate at the time, maybe even longer. And my period came whilst I was on the train great timing so the only thing that I had access to was my BOU period patches and they really really saved me and I used them for the rest of the trip and it yeah they just helped so much so um having them for travel they're light they're not going to be you're not going to be stopped for yeah by security for having like a weird looking tens machine in your bag I mean they're super super thin so they're not going to take up much space in your bag um I highly recommend them for traveling if you would like to try them out, just use the link in my show notes. Um, they are $4.99 for a subscription, a monthly subscription, and $5.99 for just a one-off, uh, one-off order. Um, yeah, so let me know if you try them. This episode was also supported by Honor. Honor is the pleasure and sensuality brand which is helping people all over the world to explore eroticism and self-care through body connection. So many of us experience a very deep wound when it comes to our bodies our physical bodies and our connection with our bodies I hated my body for many many reasons for many years and I don't think that's helped me when it comes to experiencing pleasure during sex and just expressing my sexuality I think you know for for me sex is a it's a really difficult area um and We've got an episode coming up, which is probably going to explain a bit more why. So this work is really important to me. And I think that I don't want to just, I don't want to partner with any brand who creates, you know, crystal sex toys that are like 200 pounds and promises to, you know, I don't know, whatever they promise. But the reason why I chose Honor is because Eleanor, the founder, gets it. Like she went through so many years of suffering and the kind of stories that the, the experiences that she's had as a result of that pain and, you know, physical trauma, you know, she gets it and she's so passionate about it um, and about helping people to reconnect with pleasure and see their body as a source of pleasure and not just pain. So, yeah, I just think it's such an important brand and I think she's doing brilliant work. They create... Um, gemstone pleasure toys and self-massage tools that you can use for yoni mapping which is going to help you work out pleasure points and pain points and it's going to help with yoni massage which um, helps you to alleviate some of the tension and pain and also of course like self-care and self-pleasure so if you are interested in trying out any of their products you can use um, the discount code endo e-n-d-o all capitals um, for 10% off. They do ship worldwide and their packaging is super, super discreet. Um, it's also beautiful as well. Um, so yeah, um, let me know if you try them. 
before I um, wrap up, I want to talk a little bit more about the treats that I make, treats that I make for myself and treats that I have. Um, Because when it comes to sugar, like obviously the best things are like treats, right? Like I think it's much easier to find a low sugar source or a low sugar, I don't know, some kind of product um, or make it yourself um, and not really notice a difference. Um, I think that's a lot easier. But if you've got a sweet tooth, which I definitely have, that's a bit harder to conquer. I really started with this journey um, through, let me just quickly grab my phone, find out what her name is. Okay, so Emily Von Yu, um, she's Canadian. Um, she has um, a vegan blog, which is, the, I mean, all of the natural vegan unrefined sugar blogs, I find they still use quite a lot of sugar a lot of the time. So I will use their recipes, but often I will minimize the sugar myself. And sometimes that means it's not sugary enough, but usually I feel like your taste adapts. I I really do. I find that now if I say I'm, so the, the other day my friend and I went for a vegan afternoon tea and it was just too sugary for us. Like we literally couldn't finish it. And that's happened a couple of times before. But yes, so Emily Von Yu's recipe, recipes, um, and Ella Mills, um, or you might know her as Deliciously Ella, I guess that's a more popular name. Who else? Um, Heather Crosby, um, Jessica Nan, of course. All their recipes, they all use unrefined sugars. Um, and often a lot of the sweeteners are fruits, like dates. So I will use recipes like that and Minimalist Baker as well. God, I love Minimalist Baker. She's like probably, oh God, just love her. I will often reduce the sugar content on those if I'm like, mm, that's a bit high. What's quite helpful is I'm not sure about all of them, but I know for a fact that Minimalist Baker, if you scroll down to the bottom, she has the, nu- the nutritional value contents of all of her recipes. So um, you can find out how much sugar is in it. You can think, okay, that's a bit high and I'll reduce it. And then as you kind of start monitoring your pain levels and your sugar intake, I think you'll kind of understand what is a um, reasonable level of sugar for you. And um, that's kind of how I work it now. I, I've i kind of been baking for so long now that I I instinctively know what's too much sugar and, and what's reasonable. So, for example, like, and I love what I make. Like, I love it. Like, I, I'm not sure if you saw on my Instagram stories at Christmas, I made donuts for my family. Um, those were really high. In sh- well, I don't know if they were really high. They were a minimalist baker recipe. I can't remember what the um, sugar levels were. Um, I made them for my cousins and then I made a batch from Chris and I later on and I reduced the sugar. But you can just, I think the thing with baking is that because you're no longer restricted to what is being sold to you in a packet, you can find, you can do research and find what you want to make, or you can come up with an idea and adapt a few recipes to make your perfect recipe, right? And also what I find so exciting is you learn that there is so much more out there. 
than what they just put on supermarket supermarket shelves. And most of the time, your stuff is nicer, unless you really like, unless you screw up. I've been practicing for so long, and I love my food much more than what I can get in the supermarket. But what I do like, um, I've got some favorite brands for um, treats. So um, Boucher Boucher do incredible uh, truffles and ice cream. Um, they're vegan. And the ice cream is made with maple syrup. And you can get small tubs if, like me, having a tub means you're going to eat the whole thing. Like people was like, oh, vegan food is so expensive. But if you, get a, if you get a big tub, like your regular size of ice cream, they're a pa- it's a pound more than what you pay for for haagen or for um, Ben and & Jerry's. I just, and your, the ingredients in there is so much, they're so much better than what's put in uh ben and jerry's you know um so and they're just delicious like to this day chris and i say that they're the best ice creams that we've ever had so i love them and their truffles are great and you can get the truffle packs in you can get big packs but you can get um just packets of two so that's a nice small treat or you can get packets of four so you can have two each i do find that your willpower is really only as strong as your circumstance. So when I've got coffee or chocolate in the house, I'm going to drink it and eat it. At some point, my willpower is going to give in. So I don't have it in. I just don't have it in. And then I'll have it in at the weekend or I'll go out and buy it and have it out. Because if I make um, a batch of something, if I make a batch of cookies, I'm going to eat it all, right? over the next couple of days and my anxiety is going to go crazy and my period is going to be bad. But I either reduce the quantity of cookies or I make them and I give some away. And I hate giving them away because I want to eat them all to myself. But it's just, you know, sometimes I like, sometimes I have done, I have eaten the whole lot, right? But I don't usually feel good for that. So I think it's just being mindful of that and making making that as easy as possible for yourself. So by give, making some for your family and for yourself or making a smaller batch, you don't have that temptation and then you enjoy what you've got. So another trick is um, if I'm making like cookies or something, I won't buy chocolate. I won't buy dark chocolate. I'll buy pure cacao, like pure cacao drops or um, 100% cacao or cacao nibs. So they've got no sugar in them, but because they're surrounded by sugary dough, the whole thing tastes sweet. So you don't really like notice that there's no sugar in the chocolate chips. Like they might be a little bit less sweet. You're going to notice the bitter taste. But as I said, you adjust to it. So I don't really feel. And and if I crushed up a whole bar of dark chocolate in compa- comparison to a solid bar of raw cacao, the the difference that in sugar is going to be huge. So, um, yeah, so that's that's what I do. And, yeah, back to products. Bougie Bougie, love them. Raw Halo, oh, God, love. Raw, no, not raw. Love and Earth, I love that chocolate. Unrefined again. And this isn't just about the sugar as well. It's the, it's the ingredients that you put in your body. So raw cacao um, has more antioxidants um, and more nutrients than processed cacao, which is cocoa, which makes chocolate. So you're just kind of having more of the good stuff. So I feel like 
I I feel better when I'm eating things that are more nutrient dense. Um, so I will try to get a raw chocolate over a processed, over like a refined chocolate. So yeah, loving earth. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember the sugar quantity, so you would have to check. But that's delicious. Um, and they only sell big bars, so I would like share that with Chris. Or if I do make a decision, which I do sometimes, to eat like a whole bar of chocolate, like to myself, which is like perfectly normal, right? We all do it, like watching a film and eating a whole bar of chocolate um, and a tub of ice cream. Then I just will, like, I will instinctively do that during the phases in my cycle where I know I'm not going to suffer really badly for it. There's no way in hell I'm going to put myself through eating a whole bar of chocolate when my period is due. Like, it's just not worth the pain. It really isn't. So if I am dying for chocolate during my um, in my premenstrual phase, which is quite often, um, I will make myself a sugarless hot chocolate. So if you guys are interested in my hot cacao recipe, it's on my Instagram. And I don't put any sugar in that, but it gives me the bitter cacao hit. Um, I will have like 100% cacao, not always the nicest, but it does give you the chocolate hit or the or raw halo, like a small little bit of raw halo. It's good to have like some root vegetables. I don't eat too many, but they help with a craving. I mean that I don't have too many root vegetables before my period because they're quite high in sugar, but they do help cravings. And also there's a new ice cream out called Perfect World and it's really low sugar, but it's got sweeteners in it so they're all natural sweeteners but I don't know there are a lot of sweeteners in it and a lot of the research that I've done people kind of talk about like maybe trying to reduce your sweetener intake I'm not fully confident as to why I'm actually going to ask my course leader about it in my next live chat with her um, because she recommends reducing sweeteners especially if you're trying to reduce pelvic pain so I want to find out why but I found that that perfect world ice cream is so low in sugar. I mean, it's insane that um, I can eat it nearing on my period. I would never eat it on my period the night before, even two days before, because it's it's still got a sugar level, sugar content. But the week of, I would. So that's that's a good option, depending on how you feel about the ingredients. But they are all natural. They're just there's just kind of fillers and gums and sweeteners in it and yeah a lot of wellness experts kind of advise you against those what else do I love gosh there's so many if I'm getting popcorn I try to go for a popcorn that's made with like unrefined like sugar um coconut sugar or something I really like um Livia's kitchen um treats but they're quite high in in sugar um not quite like pretty high but the, the ingredients are beautiful, um, really natural. So if I'm going to have them, I'll have them during ovulation. There is so much that those are probably my favourites. So I'll put a link to them in the show notes. Um, I like You can get most of these at Planet Organic, so I'll, I'll put those links in there. And yeah, just kind of do your research. Go into these shops and like Look at like Whole Foods, Planet Organic, Tesco's has more of these guys now, Sainsbury's is getting better, Ocado is getting better, um, you know, just just do, I've 
done this by like doing so much research and finding out who sells what I like. Oh, Rhythm 108, they do really gorgeous packs of biscuits. Lower in sugar, unrefined sugar. Again, I probably wouldn't eat by my period, but ovulation, that kind of time-ish. So yeah, so I love eating. I I love my sweet food. I really, really do. And um, also if I'm out, um, if I go to, when I, my friends and I, we will generally go to health food places or vegan junk food places. So I will always check out the dessert menu and make a judgment. Like how much do I want this? And, and where am I in my cycle? And what, what kind of the, what kind of the, are the ingredients? If they're kind of shitty ingredients like soy ice cream or something or soy cream, I don't really want it. It kind of puts me off. Um, so oh, when I say that, like soy is like really highly processed. So we'll talk about this another time because there's debates on whether soy heightens estrogen or not. But there are links to it and I'd rather just not risk it when I'm not that into soy. It's very highly processed like food and um you can get like temper and miso and tamari they're all kind of fermented and processed in traditional ways they're healthier but the soy that you can get that just soy sausages and soy ice cream and stuff that stuff is kind of being reported to not be so good for you so I'm kind of wary about that so when I say shitty that's what I mean I don't mean that in a judgy way I'm just being slack with my words Wow, this episode is now 34 minutes long talking about sugar. I will kind of weigh up where am I in my, where am I in my cycle? What are the ingredients? Um, what's the place like? If there's not ingredients on the list, then I'm going to like look at the place and the kind of food that I've eaten and I'll make a judgment call on that. But please don't get, please don't think that I'm perfect because I'm really, really not perfect. Um, I just have kind of, guidelines that help me make my choices if that makes sense and you need to do what works for you when it comes to sugar I would recommend keeping a pain and pain and symptom diary and tracking what you eat definitely do some research on sugar I've got some articles that I've written about sugar so you can have a look at them but also read books about you know um, nutrition and menstruation and endometriosis um again take control of your endometriosis and woman code are brilliant um I'll put them in the show notes and yeah just kind of monitor how your body reacts to sugar and see where your comfortable line is and then just find out what you like in terms of products and what you're happy to do you know are you someone who likes to bake or do you hate baking and then if you don't like baking then it's about finding some products that that work well for you so it's taken me like you know a couple of years to work out a nice routine that I'm happy with but I'm there now and there are times when I eat a bit too much sugar and times when I'm really on it but it fluctuates and um I'm a work in progress as we all are and um that's okay it's about being compassionate with yourself as always I'm not like a nutritionist or a scientist um and there isn't a cure for endo so please keep that in mind when you are managing your endometriosis holistically. But overall, we know that sugar is not great for our health. So it's not going to do you damage to be reducing your sugar, but please do it mindfully and 
this isn't about weight or dieting. It's about like feeding your body with foods that are going to help you manage endo. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. Music